Hey, hey, hey. Hola. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on Drag, Drag Race España. So let's raise a glass and start spilling <laughs> the Gene Tea. What were you doing with your hands? I was then? doing the, like, the kind the of like a salsa. Like a, yeah, like, you know, they're like. As I've got clams on my hands and like cha cha, Tom like her. Yeah, I was. We, we I call was, them castanets. Okay. Yes, I call them clams. <laughs> I call them clams. <laughs> back it up, back it up. Everyone, welcome to the the Drag Race podcast, the only report Drag Race podcast you should be listening to, where we do the podcasting live. Now we're doing Drag Race España a couple yes. of days later, just to give it time for season fourteen to breathe. But as yeah. soon as season fourteen finishes, which will be this weekend. This podcast can come out immediately. Well, kind of. We've actually got the reunion then, the finale. Oh, oh gosh. So we've got two. They'll find. Obviously, nobody. They will are be, making sure. I was also saying nobody will be eliminated in the finale, and yeah. there'll be another finale. Yeah, and, and then, then three they'll more all come back for season fifteen. <laughs> this is that is the cast for season fifteen. <laughs> it's the season fourteen girls. Yeah. Look, well, we're here. We're here to talk about Drag Race España. We yes. are on episode three. Um, we, well, I want to say a big shout out and hi to Estrella. Who was just, yes. you know, conversating with us. Estrella's conversation. She's, She's such a lovely, a lovely, very approachable girl. <clears throat> She's appreciated a couple of the posts. Um, also, Benedita, actually. Um, I t- obviously, I did a post of her and tagged her in, and she, she chatted away. She's lovely. Oh. Yeah. The well, mummy look. Well, the thing is, everybody was being like, eh, sharing needles. We did actually, on our review, we did say, oh, are you reminded of sharing needles? But we saw other influences in there. and But we're like, cultured. We're very, very cultured. Well, you also saw other things. We, we saw fashion. We Namely, did. fashion. Do you know her? Galliana Fedor. Yeah. Um, and um, she was like, um, you're right, this was the inspiration, um, not the Sharon Needles thing. But she said it in good nature. She was like, laugh, laugh, laugh kind of thing. And then, um, yeah, um, it was nice to be able to just gently correct people. She actually mentioned it when she put up the look herself, you know, the, the gorgeous edited photos the girls put up. Yeah. Um, the uh, She mentioned it in that, that she did not have Sharon Needles in mind. You know, she 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 acknowledged the similarity, you know, but she did not have Sharon Needles in mind. It was very much creating a gown out of a mummy. So yes. very much Galliano. Because Fior, believe it or not, everyone, Sharon doesn't own blood capsules. Also, she did point out as well that it was actually not supposed to be blood. It was supposed to be like the dried insides of a mummy. Mummies don't have any blood in them. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they're desiccated. I mean... I mean... The detail. Excellent. Absolutely. The, the detail. To, yes. So lovely girls, very approachable, very, very lovely. It's always the case with the international it queens. Is. I remember Killer Queen was like lovely and like commented and stuff last year and stuff. Absolutely. Gorgeous um, girls, gorgeous girls. Yeah. We can get straight into this episode, Tom. I we can get we can. straight into España. Yes. I think we really can do that. Now, we're seeing the first part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's just a quick recap. Last week was an amazing week it was the talent so show good. we saw the, the the talents of all of these queens it was really good it's exceptional and i we rec- i recently saw on imbd or whatever it got a 10 rating it, it got really a did. full star rating the, the highest rating officially episode. officially <clears throat> officially i mean which is Definitely, deservedly, because I really enjoyed it a lot. I, did too. I thought it was, it was great. I think it was it was so good to see um, what these queens uniquely bring yeah. to the stage. It was Do a you true know what I mean? Variety show, wasn't it? There was a great variety of talents. 
Um, and also just the atmosphere was light and fun. And that's something that Drag Race Hispania does so well. I think there needs to be more talent shows because a lot of the times on the um, American mm-hmm. seasons, you don't get to see the Queen's talents yeah. until there's a challenge that just yes. happens to showcase that. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're seeing lots of queens go who leave the show and then you see, oh, oh actually that person was a really good singer. Oh, yeah. that person was actually a really good dancer, a yeah. really good co- comic. You didn't get to see that unless that challenge presents itself and unless you are there. The talent show was great, especially when they bring it up really early is because we mm-hmm. then get to see that spark that made the, the producers that made the, the, the producers go, oh, we need them on the show. Yeah, definitely. And it's good for us to also have that in our mind Mm -hmm. um, going through the episode. So I really enjoyed it. The bottom two last week was Samantha, a Valentine's versus Ariel wreck. And Samantha, again, sent someone home. Ariel had to go back to the ocean. Um, (laughs) She returned to the ocean. She She lost her legs. She she lost. No, yeah, exactly. Before the sun sets on the third day. day, The third episode, you mean. And that's it. She had three days to make her mark. And she, it wasn't happening. No. Well, I guess she's living up to her name, wasn't she? Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) Part of our world. Now back to the sea. (laughs) As you say, we've watched the first bit and the reactions are interesting because um, Diamante is very quick to say to Samantha that she wasn't a huge fan of what she did. And she actually felt like Ariel won the lip sync last week. I see that. It does link in with what you said. Yeah. And you as our performance expert. I mean, I do see it. I do see, I mean, Samantha is very improvisational she flails around and she's basically undressed by the end of a performance really appeals to the judges and also i do see the appeal as well but ariel gave a cleaner performance you know we're kind of more used to that style of performance winning actually do you know why diamante was pressed it's because diamante's ex she her bread and butter is she is a performer she's a yeah. dancer and i don't think it sits well with her that the lip sync is the time for you to save yourself with a good lip sync performance. Mm-hmm. She knows that she can save herself yes. in a lip sync, but what she's seeing is something quite unfair. So she's actually speaking out her insecurities mm-hmm. because she's like, what's the point of a lip sync if you're not going to reward the person who actually won the lip sync? And I think that's yeah. why she was quick to speak up. It's because in her mind and as a performer you you know she did see another a, a better performer in Ariel Rick which I saw as well so she's a bit yeah. like what's the point it's not fair I do think it's that recurrent trope as well of a queen finding her voice and her sassiness once she's had some praise and Diamante was in the top three last week she did really really well her dance performance was fantastic and her monster look was, was really grotesque she looked fantastic um, so she feels like she's in a position to give a bit of feedback now as well, I think. I mean, you know, usually this comes after someone wins a challenge, mm-hmm. but Mary Brown, girl. She's, she's like, okay, I'm top three. You know, I'm, I'm I was talking. close to a win and um, I'm going to start speaking now. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> Some of you girls are arrogant. I said what I said. Ariel Rick won the lip sync. I also do get the vibe that Ariel's a bit of a big name um, because they were really shocked that she'd gone. Obviously, maybe we don't get that sense. Like, um, who was I think it was Seth Last was like, if anybody put money on uh, Ariel Rick going early, they would have been mad kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like she's got a good reputation. I mean, she had a single and stuff, didn't she? So she's not like... Tarantula. Yeah, she's not like, you know, it, it suggests that she's got a bit of money behind her and a bit of I popularity. I mean, it's not hard to get, your, to get a song on iTunes or Spotify. 
<laughs> it's not hard. We, we release something for free yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard to get a song online. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, we want to say that the, the, the front runners at the moment is Onyx and Sharon. Both yeah. have one win. At the bottom of the pack is Samantha Valentine's, who has lip synced yeah, twice in a row. She sent two girls home, but she's the only girl who's left who has lip synced. I guess just another like little nuance there is Onyx did win the first week, but she was bottom three last week. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah. Sharon's probably out. Sharon's like a proper front runner at the moment, but they still, you know, that's kind of splitting hairs. They've got to win each. The winner of season one? Um, Carmen Ferrala. I'm giving Sh- Sharon's giving Sharon and Carmen mm. Farella for me are giving the same vibes. Season pros, yeah, been there, done that, yes, um, uber confident and just not being phased by things. Can, and- can I tell you what I sense is a slight difference between them though? I do agree with everything you've said there. Sharon is giving me like there's more emphasis on performance, but she can give glamour as well and she can serve look. Whereas with Carmen, I felt like she immediately served glamour and look. And that was my first impression of her. And then I was surprised and delighted at everything else that she could give. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it's more the air that I'm mm. talking about. Like they both yeah. just give off this seasoned pros. Own the room. Yeah. Own They're in the room, mm-hmm. not intimidated by anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you talking? <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. I was too busy winning the challenge from last week. Did you, did you notice that? <laughs> Couldn't hear you over World of Winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the praise. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, the mini challenge was quite cute. The mini challenge was they had to put their face on in five minutes. I, lo- <laughs> yes. I know what I love. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like banter. There's a lot of shade being thrown around. with each other. Exactly. And it's really good. Now, I'm questioning the education system in España <laughs> because there is, um, the, they had to come plates and popular sayings and they're quite like very common sayings uh, what i would say is that when i looked at the translations with my very very rudimentary awareness of spanish they weren't always literal translations so i do think we heard something that was a rough equivalent to some of those because obviously proverbs are slightly different between languages i, I agree yeah i agree yeah was I being ignorant? Ignorant. Was I being ignorant? So you're calling me ignorant. Um, I, th- I mean, it was it was good. I think my f- my favorite answer, and I think Australia's got the good the right idea here. Yes. Um, it's uh, more so to be right. It's it's <laughs> to be entertaining. Yes. And her one was it ain't over to the fat lady in Australia sees gags. <laughs> I loved that answer. That was so good. I I am so sure in my mind she knew. That and then it was she a bad idea, but she went for the joke. And you know what? That's what you're here for. You're not here to. This mm-hmm. this isn't America's next um, drag academic. <laughs> it's not some spelling bee. It isn't. <laughs> it's, 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 you're here to to provide entertainment. And it's a drag queen. I thought that she answered that amazingly, and I yes. thought that was really funny. I also love Jerichi's um, out with the old and with the as she said young. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Also, they all had to do this like five minute beat. Jerichi looked amazing. Oh, I mean, because she's just gorgeous, and she she lip, she just needs chapstick and mascara. I mean, did she even do anything? I don't think she did. She was like, oh, I um, think she made a point of putting on huge amounts of blusher, and that was it. And, th- and that was it so to so make it look she'd like done something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they made it look like she actually did something. Um, the winner of that mini challenge uh, is Onyx and Diamante mm. Mary Brown. Yeah. 
I mean, private schoolgirls, aren't they? They're <laughs> yes. up there with Jermaine. Yes. Which kind of helps because it leads into the Maxi Stage Challenge. Now, they're doing something called it's an improv challenge, and it's Patricia's Diary. So a quick Google tells me that this is a Spanish daytime talk show. Like in the same vein as probably something, I don't know, I could be wrong, something like Jerry Springer or Jeremy Kyle, something like that, I think. Okay. So that kind of thing where you get guests on stage and the hostess, like I did a very, very brief Google and apparently this lady has quit TV since Patricia has. She's not on TV, she doesn't do anything in the public eye and she's turned to God actually. So good for Patricia. But the guests were such heathens. I know. She's she to, felt she needed to cleanse she herself. She needed a spiritual She's cleanse. She's like, this is the world I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> yes. I'm seeking Jesus. Yes. And, that's, and you know what? Good on her. Good if, on her, Patricia. You, if it took you during me, Kyle, Patricia's <laughs> diary uh, to find God. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. I think Jeremy Kyle is one of the most vile people known to mankind. Yeah. I honestly... Yeah. Low. When I, whenever I saw that program, I loathed him. It was modern day bear baiting. It was yeah. the lowest common denominator. Gaslight. He was the king of gaslighting. And he lorded it over really vulnerable um, people, I thought. I think he was just absolutely They scum. also, from what I read um, from about Jeremy Carl, is that they, a lot of the times they they brought them under like yep. false pretenses or yep. like different things. Mm-hmm. And then when they got on, he just attacked them. He went in yes. for the kill and they were like, what the hell? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, is that what I'm here mm-hmm. for? And I, yeah. And also I, I need to, they released a documentary recently. I need to watch it probably. Somebody told me that um, the producers would get people riled backstage as well. And that's where they'd come out shouting. The producers say to them, have you heard what he said? He just said this about you, blah, 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 kind of stuff. Just ridiculous. Oh, producers being manipulative? <laughs> I have never heard of that. What? Do you know what show that would not happen on? RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, Especially absolutely. not Drag Race Never, never. Scandalous? Never, never, never. They mean, I've not seen the t-shirt yet of there, and it should be there. No, yeah. So they're going to be, it's a TV show with gag-worthy stories that they're going to be recreating. And because Onyx and Diamante won the mini challenge, they not only get to choose which of the three storylines they want to take into the improv challenge, mm-hmm. but they themselves get to assign everyone else I mean this is too much power for episode (laughs) 3 this is too much for episode 3 I'm like what they're lording it do you know what they didn't even it's not even like um, I'm in season 14 like for the comedy challenge Mm -hmm. you know when they have to assign it's like where do you want to go okay we'll we'll, we'll consider that when we (laughs) um, look at the running order it wasn't even there it was like Onyx and Diamante is one side of the room Uh all the other girls are on the other side and them two are just there going well, I want to straight. I don't want to rook the marina. But I do don't want to rook there, and I want to put it through here. That came through really strongly again, didn't it? The kind of mm, nobody wants to work with marina thing. Oh, well, yes, like, remember well, that was a theme last week, and it's like that. Make, it makes me feel sad for Marina, but also makes well, me wonder also, what exactly is going on. Remember, because Diamante is the mm-hmm. one that kind of came back yes. for Marina. Marina was like, "You don't inspire me." She was like, "Is that it? Mm. Have you noticed? By the way, Marina, have you noticed that no one has read you because you're yeah. not memorable?" Mm. Uh, and there was just something that was quite personal. That was like, Something's "Oh, there's going something on. going on in the house." And yeah. again, I want cameras in that. I want to see. The in-house. Apparently, I want to see we would have seen Ariel Rack doing a lot of laundry, apparently. Oh, 
That's we stand a we stand a queen king, <laughs> clean queen. Clean queen clean we stand queen. a yes. clean queen. <laughs> the queen of clean. Say that ten times. <laughs> clean queen. So they get to organize these, and then um, so the topics are, and I don't really understand this <laughs> no, until until I'm, we I actually think we're just watch see it. it come together. I don't think these roles tell us much because one of them they're just different ingredients. One of them they're Spanish omelet, white onion, and red onion. Whether with, with, with or without <laughs> onion, it makes me feel like the argument there is going to be. Is is what onion do you? Is it red onion or white onion or no uh-huh. onion that goes in a Spanish omelette? I don't yeah. know. Then there's only flans. Only flans. It's going to be some sort of only fans pastiche, isn't it? But using and the, the food characters, again. you know, a flan. Yeah, a flan is like no. a dessert. No, I don't yeah. know her. Yeah, you don't know her. I don't know. Her. Yeah. No, anyway, so the only flans is going to be Samantha, Judici, and Onyx. Mm-hmm. The with or without onion drama is going to be um, Diamante, Estrella, and Sharon. Mm-hmm. And then we got the drag paternity test, and that team is Drake Sithlas, Marina, uh-huh. Venetita, and Yota Karahota. So going into this, kind of with what we've seen of the girls so far, who do you anticipate will do well? Because it feels like it's going to be some sort of comedic improv style challenge i think i mean the comedics in the group is samantha estrella yeah i think sharon she hasn't come off as a a comedic to me i think she's just such a pro that she's done this before and she can do this okay but i agree estrella and samantha are these are the girls who are constantly just having a good time and reading in the workroom and everything yep what about the i I'm wondering, maybe Hota? I feel like Hota could really embrace this. Hota could embrace mm. it. I I mean, I, again, episode three, don't really know. I think, you know, again, today's a learning opportunity for us. We, got to, we get to learn uh, which queens can act. We know what their talents are. We know what some people can lip sync. We know the, the fashion part. This is our first acting challenge. Yeah. So, we, I mean, going into it, for me, I only know Samantha and um, and Australia, who I feel will kill it. Just yes. from the personalities that they've given us so far. Mm-hmm. The people who I think will struggle will be, just um, from, what I'm, from what I'm seeing, possibly Judy? No. Depends no, on the roles, you know. I really don't know. I, I, th- I, think, I really don't know. I feel like Marina is a bit too kind of like cerebral and like considered in her approach to do like improv comedy. I could be wrong. You know, I, I almost see her pulling an Utica. Utica was amazing. <laughs> I, I really... <laughs> do you see what You're being too loud. You're being too loud. I can't. I ordered a tall Starbucks, but I gave me a medium Starbucks. And I... <laughs> I liked her character. It they were was, mean to Utica. You so just stop. Weird. Her roast is iconic. Oh no, not this again. Her roast is iconic. I her can't. improv was iconic. I they were just they just treated her wrong. Look, should we just have a look at what they do? I don't know if this is gonna be a rehearsal or if there's gonna be the actual thing, but let's move on and see what we see. <laughs> okay, so we so it turns out we're going straight into the actual We are. Um the Patricia's diary, yes. um, Patricia. and Patricia's diary, and we've we're seeing the teams now, and we've just seen the first scene, which is with or without onion, and it was um, <laughs> Australia who was the white onion, yeah. we had Diamante who was the Spanish omelette, we had yeah. Sharon who was a red onion. Now I don't know what I'm watching. No, nor do I. I, I do not know what what I'm watching. 
Um, f- from what I understand of this, yeah, the argument is in a comedic sense, and with all the drag queens and the costuming, because you know, and the smoke and mirrors. Oh yeah, it's yeah. basically white onion or red onion on an omelette. Yeah, and they're kind of arguing with over. It's kind, I don't understand. Kind of like white onion replaced red onion, um, and I, also I for omelets, it's always it's white onion. No, red onion's nice in an omelet. Oh, see, we're getting into it now. It really is a debate that is raging across the land of all of Europe. Is it a white? I think white onions for cooking. A lot of the times, red onions you for can, like raw, like for salads and for like. But this is what Sharon is gun. trying to tell us: the the red onion is more versatile. It's sweeter. It's lighter. You can eat it raw, but you can cook with it as well. But I think white onion goes I with with. Omelettes. We're really getting into it. Well, maybe it, Spanish we? omelettes are different. I don't know. Spanish omelette is just like a nice kind of, you know, filled omelette, isn't it? From, I just thought Spanish omelette was like an omelette with chorizo. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. That sounds good, though. I don't know. Well, I guess kind of like there was this whole kind of like who's the star thing going on as well. And like who's the Beyonce, who's the Michelle. I mean, I was entertained. I was confused. Yeah, I was let's just look at their, uh, yeah, the entertainment value of it. Yeah. Um, I thought that they worked pretty well. There was, the- there was more of a connection between Sharon and Estrella. The two onions definitely bounced off each other better, and it felt like Diamante had her own thing going on. I, I thought that was the way it was supposed to be. I, I, I think, you know, in terms of like connection and like being on the same okay. wavelength comedically. Well, first of all, let's talk about improv. Improv is yes and. Yes, yes, and. and yes, and so it's it's keeping the story going, whatever it is, which isn't I felt it? like they did quite well together. Yeah, and I just felt like um, Diamante had more of her own storyline, like her own kind of this is my character, I'm kind of sticking with it. But I think the three of them did well, from what I could tell. Um, I thought that they all did well. Yeah, yeah. it was very entertaining. I will say now, I I I thought they all did well. The production had a habit of putting reverse symbols over uh, Diamante whenever she was speaking, telling me that she was perhaps not doing as well in the eyes of the producers. Oh, screw them. I thought she did a safe job. Yeah. Australia did a good job. I um, I did like her in this. She's kind of like depressed, maybe dying. Yeah. White onion. <laughs> I, I do want to say, and I've said, I said it before about cornbread. Now, cornbread and the advert L- challenge mm-hmm. where she, um, obviously she, she was funny, but then she tried to make funny by eating food and spitting it out and talking with food in her mouth. Uh-huh. And I always feel like that reaching for that kind of joke as a big girl is quite like, oh. not always my favorite. It's always, it's, always it's, it's just favorite. quite done. And it was kind of like, rep- like Australia did it. Australia, Australia didn't need to do it as maybe not as much. Maybe she could have just done it a little bit and a little bit could have came out, but she made a, a moment well, of it. Say, eating- and I just felt like, I was like, oh, you didn't need that. Cause she was, you're you killing it. Eating something a bit disgusting like a raw white onion is kind of funny. That's commitment. Yeah, Australia is committed. She is committed. She, she, she said she. I was like, I was, I was asking you, like, what is she eating? Yeah. She's not eating her onion necklace, is she? And then and next thing you know, Australia is like, she had two onions. I'm like, oh my gosh. I think she was like, because her spirit animal is de- divine. She was like, if divine can eat poo, I can eat a raw white onion. Ugh. I mean, no, no. 
No. Sharon was good, safe. She kept things going. She was the solid one. She, she, she? was really kind of good. Like, yeah. um, she came. The thing is, she came into a, a hot scene. She came into a scene already. And mm-hmm. when there's already um, a, a story going, she had to go in there. And she, all she had to do was the end. Yeah. Because there, there were already a story there. She had to add to it, add mm-hmm. to it. And I do feel like she added to the scene. Yes. Um, and then she got the pit crew involved. That she, was really smart of her. The, Pit crew were really game as well, weren't they? They were quite happy to give mouth to mouth to Australia. At the end of the day, when everyone, when everyone says, oh, the pit crew are so accommodating, they are gays. She, know, had ma- she had a mouth they are gays. white onion. But come on, you ask a gay to get in the limelight, you think they're going to stay in the background? <laughs> of course, oh, the pit crew is so accommodating how they went and they joined the scene. Of course they're going to join the scene. They want to be the, they want to be the drag queens. They probably auditioned. Yeah. I'm just telling you that the gays are the most accommodating. They will go in there. They just grew back they their were... body hair and became pit crew. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I would not be surprised if this is a cut edit version because the pit crew tried to have lines. <laughs> I mean, you know, he went off with the monologue it's like girl remember willem talking about jason from the pit crew always like trying to mug in the background yes (laughs) i mean that's this is who we are yeah this is what this is what you get it is what it is yeah no it was good should we um go to the next one let's scroll on the next skit is the drag paternity test yes and i really don't know what i just (laughs) I, 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 I don't know what this, this, what ha- happened. This is getting more <clears throat> avant-garde, more out there, more cosmic, I think. Um, so basically, it looks like um, Huta and Seth Lass's characters. Um, Huta is supposed to be the drag mother or father of Marina, but then she said it was Seth Lass, and they did a paternity test, and in comes Venedita, and she's like the paternity test, lie detector test lady. But it turns out that she's she's the father. And she took her to Zaragoza. Uh, <laughs> how do you even break this down? Let's let's think girl by girl a little bit. Or like any standout moments for you that like really made you chuckle or just like just slap. I did in the like that in the, the, in, the, in the beginning how um Supreme it was Patricia. Supreme said um, to Yota and Seth Lash, you guys mm-hmm. acting too nice. Act like how you would act at home. And then Seth Lash just slapped her. I was like, <laughs> okay, that was pretty cute. Uh, I, I really, this I'm like, I'm, I finished watching it going, what just happened? For me, the real winner of the skit uh-huh. is Supreme. Supreme, Supreme is doing a really good job was in that shake and go way. Supreme is the one who was actually controlling and actually controlling the scene, moving it along as she should be. But then there was a time when they weren't talking, so she was like, "So, and while she's doing the test, why don't you guys talk?" And yeah. when she saw uh, Marina having a fit, she made a joke out of that. Yeah, I yeah. thought that Supreme was doing a really good job. But let's get back to the queens. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I mean, th- there were just no standouts for me. I liked Venedita's entrance. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, I liked parts of her character. I liked Marina like doing this like weird kooky kind of in inverted commas ugly character. Um, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. And I think Hotza and Seth last had like, well, I, I, they had decent chemistry in parts, but then there were times when it didn't seem like they were responding it to each other. It was quite like naturally. manic. Yeah. I mean, look, they, you know what? They went above and beyond. They they, they let go, and I love that. They I did. hate when people hold back. Mm. I love that they just went for it, and they they just let it out. Yeah. And I think Jack Sith last did a good job at just 
going for it, not afraid to be ugly, not afraid to look silly, not afraid to look stupid. And the same yeah. goes for Hyota, the same goes for Marina. I think Marina was a bit more reserved. I, I feel like her character kind of got a little lost. Yes, she got I, lost in the shuffle just a little. I feel like she got she felt that as well. One thing that I want to say about Hota is that Hota said no. And, you know, it's always, with improv, it's yes and, yes mm-hmm. and. There's a part in, the, in, in there where Marina was like, you know what, we need to do this, we need to do that. She was like, no, 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 you did it. And, and I felt like that was a... It wasn't a yes and. Yeah. It, it, it was a, a you were stopping someone else's thought. You're you're you weren't going with her scene. Mm. Maybe that aspect of improv doesn't come very naturally to Hutta. I did think she came in hot, Hutta. She came in hot and um, kind of like I think she's like really good at delivering like this really frenetic character for like a few moments. She could she she was doing well on her own, but then when it came to the interactions, she fumbled a little bit. I mean. You gotta give it. You gotta give it to them for going all out. And really, look at these like, all these girls are committed so far today. I feel like Marina did get lost in this. If one of them got lost, yeah, I felt like Venedita had like a lot of like control in her character and didn't get as like frenetic as the others. She was quiet for a long time. I don't know. I don't know. I think but, she was but, trying to do physical comedy in that. Yeah, time. Mm-hmm. probably there. Um, there was a point where uh, Hyota and Josephus were like making out of the ground, looking all silly, and then Marina was so funny because she's like, "Oh, what." I want to have a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> panic attack. And it was very much like season nine's, um, I'm addicted to speed too. Yeah. Like, you know, she still wanted to be part of a scene. She was yeah. still trying to put herself in that moment, which I thought was fun. I mean, this was a roller coaster. This the hurricane totally. came on set, and I just don't know what had happened. Do you know where Marina got that wig from? Do you remember that episode? It was always sunny in Philadelphia when um Frank was an art critic. No, 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 clearly. Anyway, <laughs> no. But um, yeah, it was it was a bit it was a bit chaotic for me. In all honest, and looking at the that's, scene that's as a whole, the, the word of the day. Is yeah, chaos, it was a bit right. chaotic, and um, I was I was like, it's a huge question mark. Yeah. <laughs> now the last group is only Fland, and that's with Samantha, Judy, Jean, Onyx. Mm-hmm. I know what Flan is now. You know what Flan is now. I know yeah. what Flan is. Um. <laughs> delicious i don't know what to say i mean it's more... i don't know what to say it's improv it's humor it's funny it's all about the ridiculousness that's and... it we just gotta embrace yeah the... we just gotta if, embrace if... the ridiculousness and just like chuckle that's all we can do laugh at them again it's so hard to like pick out individual performances i think one thing that i was pleasantly surprised by in this performance is that a jurichi who's this girl who has so much like poise and she's so beautiful committed to getting really silly with the flan surely committed to that when she's rubbing on her body and stuff don't okay. you think yeah. by the way her eye makeup was so beautiful i love i just thought she her. looked really pretty i think she did that tease in the beginning her only flans was good the acting was good mm-hmm. um it was i mean in the onyx was a dog and i Onyx had committed and to the, the dog. And dominatrix who was samantha yeah yeah I, but she was like an old unwilling dominatrix who's actually a bit of a prude i don't i don't understand what i what i watch and that's that's kind of the theme today isn't it we just got to go off the improv and samantha is jirichi's mum and she didn't approve of the flan porn no 
No. Um, um, Jury, she did a good job, I think. She surprised me a bit. Yeah, she surprised, she did me, surprised too. me a bit. I just see her as like this poised, beautiful girl, and I think she committed to like some silly comedy. I don't think Onyx surprised me. I thought Onyx would get silly. Yeah. I think Oli- on- I knew Onyx had that in her. Yeah. Um, and I think she really enjoyed this weird, uh, like, play man. Okay. Role. Yeah. She um she she came in and she did her job which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha surprised. Well, I do you know what? Again, improv is yes and, but I really feel yeah. like Samantha was more just yes, mm-hmm. yes, mama, yes, God, I could. Like it was just not. There was no and. There wasn't. Yeah. She was just very reaction. It was she was purely reaction based. <gasps> What's mm-hmm. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, I no. I think that and was because she didn't... of the character. I don't know if it was her own choices with the character, but she by took making that character prude, nowhere. Yeah, by making her a prude, she didn't like allow her to go anywhere. Yeah. If she'd taken that even further and made her like really religious and she was like blessing them or something, then that could have been like an idea. Here's she... me writing improv, you know. Well, yeah, cut to me, me. writing improv. Why do you don't write improv, do you? But cut to me being an improv artist. Uh, Just, yeah, I, I, from, from what I know with Samantha, I thought there was, she would have been a bit more, um, with dictating where the scene went. I thought she would have had a bit more of a role in, in like, you know, maneuvering the scenes and taking it somewhere else. She didn't. The energy that she's had in her lip syncs didn't wasn't necessarily present here. She was like weirdly more inhibited. Yeah, it was. Know? It was strange for yeah. me. It was strange that Jurigi in the same scene as Onyx and Samantha was actually the one who came off yeah, like the she most memorable. More than held her own. Yeah, but I want to say this one more time: Supreme was the best in the scene. <laughs> Supreme won. Supreme one. Supreme one overall. She's really good. I love Supreme. She's really, she came and she's like, water me, water me. When she started peeing on her leg. <laughs> she's she was, to everything. She is a yes she? and. She, yeah. she, just, she went with the scene. She joined in with the flan porn at the mm-hmm. end. She was oh, in she it. Did, she yeah. was really, Supreme was really good. That shake and go whiff she was wearing. So um, the best, for me, the best scene was the first one. The with or without onion. That one was more because they, didn't, re- they didn't rely on being chaotic. You know, yeah. a lot of the times for Completely me, the last resort is just being silly and stupid yes. and like and giving into the scene not, not giving into the scene in a good way but almost like giving up on the scene by just being loud and classic, just doing whatever like Vanji Vanji and Plastique like Vanji and Plastique yeah, yeah, Tiara yeah. how like yeah. they just started going ah, and just getting yeah. loud and just fighting it's because they didn't know what else to do so they thought if I just fight and just cause a scene maybe that's something if, yeah the two places they go are either fighting or like mad passionate lesbian kissing kind of thing and we saw both we did we did see both i do think like the first person the first improv one that springs to mind that embodies that is vanjie and plastique anybody else that you can think of from over the years kind of- a lot of them do that like yeah. for example like how we always we see cornbread cornbread like some queens to be funny and they're like what else do i do and then and a lot of the times they'll just be like, oh, there's food there. And a lot of the time it is the bigger girls mm. because it is funny to see, you know, it is funny, but it's the easiest way to get a, a quick a quick laugh yeah. is to be like eating food and just like, oh, they're like just acting all like funny and just like, 
you know, kind of yuck with it. And it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. And another, we've seen that. What else? Like, it's another trope that yeah, they rely on. I guess, like, it surprised me with, with Cornbread on that episode because I thought she was funnier than having to resort to that. My thinking back to season 13, the improv in that was actually quite controlled, wasn't it? Nobody descended into complete chaos, I don't think. No, I mean, we had, it was a really good improv. The, boss, and the first Bossy Rossi. That was pretty good as well. Well, even when it got chaotic, I guess the most chaotic was kind of like maybe Eureka as the baby. But, but she was it, good. She was that good. wasn't it was like good chaos. She, it, that was it wasn't it wasn't mm. even chaos. It was she, that was the scene. She mm. was a baby having a baby tangent. Everything yeah. made sense. Yes, 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 yes. It made sense within the context, definitely. I, I'm um, trying to think like um, what there's ah uh, um all stars. Milk. Milk and all stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Milk, I think it was more that she was just demanding attention rather than commanding attention to the point where she was trampling on Trixie, who was actually very funny. Yeah, but she couldn't get any of her jokes in. No. Because of that. that I mean, that that's there was quite a big backlash against Milk at that time, I think, because people felt she really trod on Trixie and she was such a fan favourite. Um, all, all stars when we had Mayhem Miller and um, India Fira licking the glass. That, that yeah, kind that of went got, a bit that, south. That, that kind of went south. I was like, what else do we yeah. do? Let's just be stupid and oh, looking glass on the ground and, and getting all sexual. Things Franco like that when they kind of that. give up on the scene and they not still give up on the scene. They're like they don't know where to go with it. And so yeah. these certain things that queens rely on and and this kind of happened today. But I feel like today the first team definitely won. I guess before we go on to like the runway, maybe if we just think for a second in each team, maybe somebody who stood out and maybe somebody faded into the background. The first team, Australia and Sharon were good. The strongest and maybe Diamante was slightly less strong. Yeah, but I still liked her. I still liked her too, yeah. Um, So probably no bottoms from that team. In the second team, maybe Marina faded into the background. Marina, yes. Yeah. Marina I, faded. I know you weren't such a big fan of it. I like Benedita's control and physical comedy in that one. I think I do agree with you there. I do. I did. I didn't think she flopped. I think she came and played her character. Yeah. Um. But if it's going to be physical comedy, it has to be loud physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the awkward moment there is that when it was her moment, the others were quiet, and so yeah. that's when Supreme they had to come in. Yes, they could. They could have. Re- yes, they could have reacted doing. more yeah. to it. So. It, it, Kind of fell short there on them. And what we've just seen, I think Jurichi was the standout in, in that scene. Jurichi was the standout here. And I think Samantha, Samantha. Well, she wasn't bad by any means, but we had high expectations of her. Yeah, but but also take away the expectations of Samantha. She didn't take the scene anywhere. Yeah, she was re- she just reacted and reacted. Mm. She's a dominatrix with a daughter who's following in her footsteps, and I don't know. Besides her saying no, 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 what else? What else did she? Where where did she take? I, it was her? like she was in the room then. By the way, she could have at least okay. been like no and or well, no or or it was it was like a. It was like the character was too confused. Like she could have gone full on dominatrix, and she could have she could have been cracking her whip properly and being like no you know yeah, and psh- just acting the dominatrix but she she couldn't because she was also doing this restraint thing i don't i don't yeah. know what, what, what happened but that's what i think let's have a look at the workroom in maybe the fashions i guess we're going to get straight to the runway yes and i'm very excited about this theme because it's the leading ladies of pedro almodovar films i may have mentioned once or twice that i do like the odd pedro almodovar film very beautiful, dramatic, camp, 
dark, macabre, glamorous. And as you are a resident fashion expert wow. and familiar with the works of Amurava, I feel that you should be the one who just takes the lead well, for there, once. <laughs> there is a lot of for fashion once. here because um, a lot of um, the designs from the films were designed by um, uh, Gautier. He collaborated a lot with um, with Pedro Almodovar. Okay. But let's see what the girls bring, shall we? First up. So first off, we've got Seth Lass. Now, this is actually from, just not a good start because it's um, a film I've not seen uh, but I'd like to see it. So she's um, uh, presenting as uh, Tilda Swinton from The Human Voice. Um, and she's got some symbolism from the film uh, with the axe. Christina, bring me the axe. Oh, I've heard that. Well, that's from Mommy Dearest. Oh, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I think I know Amadeva. I know that reference. Uh, Pedro and Amadeva did not direct Mommy Dearest, unfortunately. I think you'd do a fantastic version. I think this look is really, really gorgeous. It's so like structural and the shape is so interesting with that kind of like balloon skirt. Um, and really, really beautiful. I think that's gorgeous. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I can see the tubes. Yeah, in this light, you can. In okay. the... Um, <laughs> Look oh, at me. Oh, oh wow. Come on, nitpicky. Come on. Everything else here that's stunning and you want to pick up on one come thing, on, Paolo. Construct yeah. garments. <laughs> no, um, I think it's cute. I think it's it's really grand and structural and very, very high fashion. I love the color blocking. I think it's gorgeous. It's very red. Very red. It's a deep scarlet. That. It's very it's red. It's a really very, very real scarlet. Um, then we have Estrella. Now, Estrella is portraying um, Rossi de Palma's character from Kika. Um, Rossi de Palma, so you can tell um, Estrella's wearing some prosthetics here because Rossi de Palma, she's a gorgeous lady. No, she... that's her nose. <laughs> Michelle, that's her nose. That's just my nose. <laughs> um, she is wearing prosthetics here because um, Rossi de Palma, she's a gorgeous lady and she's modelled for Gautier as well. And she's she's one of um, uh, Almodovar's favourite ladies. She's been in several of his films. Um, but she's got a really distinctive, like, strong bone structure. She's got, like, a very proud nose, a strong jawline. Um, and so that's what she's going here. And she brings loads and loads of character. And I think I think this is what Estrella does. She, like, she brings character and camp on the runway. Yeah. Not the most complicated outfit, but she's used prosthetics and she's really portraying the character beautifully. I like the commitment. I like the commitment too. I like the commitment. And I saw the um, the character she was modeling herself on. I think she's definitely hit the mark. Yes. So lovely. Yeah. Next up, we got Samantha Ballantyne. Now, it surprises me Samantha did not portray Rossi de Palma because actually she'd do a fantastic illusion of her based on her own structure, I think. Okay. I think she almost looks like her in, in, in this outfit, to be honest. Um, but she's portraying um, two different characters from Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Um, I do love that film. It's a while since I've seen it. <laughs> There's this whole thing about um, this drugged jug of gazpacho. Um, I'm, I'm quite surprised she's not got the... Um, is that a cup of gazpacho, actually? I don't. It might be. Um, but yeah, again, like I'm enjoying the reveal. She presents it with lots of character. Um, I think she's done a fantastic job. I mean, they're living for the reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it must be a, a good take. I mean, outside of the category, it's basic. But then again, but if you're, if you're portraying the specific character, then yeah. well done. And I liked how she said they embody kind of like different characters that she likes to play. Now, Venedita's, I think, is really, really fantastic, actually. So Venedita has drawn inspiration from Bad Education. So that's this film. Uh, it's kind of like a film within a film. 
Um, so she the the first look, the kind of cloaked look, she's portraying um, Ignacio um, from like a real life bit where Ignacio is um, a transgender woman struggling with um, drug addiction mm-hmm. and like shrouded in the shadows and cloaked and stuff. And then she reveals herself to be like the, the fantasy version from the film, who is Zahara. And this is a Gautier design, um, the um, uh, the kind of nude illusion uh, gown, which I think was referenced by Kendall Gender in her finale look um, okay. on Drag Race Canada too. Um, but this is really, really beautiful. I think the the dress itself is really gorgeous. I think it looks really expensive. That's uh, nice. And I think it's beautifully painted and she's done a beautiful job of bringing yep. Zahara. Like, and I like how like the fantasy and the glamour sprung out of the like more despairing character. I keep forgetting she's a bearded queen. Yeah. She hides it well and it almost acts like a contour. I think Sometimes. it's something she, she can kind of bring it out when she wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have Diamante. So, this is one of my favorite Almodovar films, The Skin I Live In, but it's terribly dark and really macabre. Um, so, there's a big plot twist in the middle of the film that I'm not going to reveal because it'd ruin it for anybody who's going to watch it because it's a really like pivotal moment. But she's portraying the character of Vera, who um, is basically a woman who's locked away and um, is experimented on, basically, um, in most dark and horrible ways. And um, the, there's this mad scientist, this plastic surgeon, who gives her this kind of like invulnerable skin. Um, and that's what she's doing. That she she becomes really despairing and suicide. She tries to kill herself several times in the film. So that's that's what the suit is about. So you've got this mask on that holds her features in place once she's been operated on. And the, she the the blood effect is really really cool and macabre here. I think. So when she walked out, it's saying, "Oh, that's a bodysuit," but she is telling a story. And there's the performance and the blood and stuff, and it's really cool. The the mask looks like do you know when you put a face that what yeah, a face mask very dark, on? Yeah. <laughs> when she walked out, I thought she, I thought well, she was the visu- wearing the visual for that, because that's lifted directly from the skin I live in, but the visual for that came from an early French horror film um called uh, Les Yeux Sans Visage, Eyes Without a Face. Little uh, film fact for you there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Next up, Sharon. So Sharon's portraying um, another kind of um, uh, favourite leading lady of, of Almodovar, Marisa Paredes. Um, I thought to begin with that she was portraying her from Flower of My Secret, but she's portraying her from High Heels and I've not actually seen High Heels so I can't really say a lot about this one. But again, lots of performance, lots of reference in there. And I like how Sharon is uh, portraying a, a, a glamorous older woman as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. So next up, we have a pretty iconic um, Almodovar look, which we last saw on... Uh, Theresa May. Theresa May. Fellow with Spinning. Yeah, yes. In the the roast episode, wasn't it? So she's referencing the same source material of Kika. So um, this is Hota, isn't it? So Hota is um, this is Victoria Abril's character from um, Kika, and she's like this kind of um, weird kind of mad journalist um, who kind of runs around. Um, filming macabre things. Um, and this is another Gautier design. Um, she's actually put her own spin on it and made it different because the openings in the original, there were two bosom openings. Mm. And this is one big bosom opening. For me, it just looked like she was wearing a very dark Rocky Horror Show lip. 
you know, when you <laughs> okay, think the Rocky okay. Horror shows the lips. Yeah. That's what I thought it was, but, but you know. The original was sort of like this black vinyl <clears throat> bodysuit yep. with these two busted open bosoms with this kind of like blood effect, mm. almost like she had explosive boobies that are just like <laughs> shot their way out of the 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 suit um i think this is a great take i like how she's gonna put her own spin on it so it's not a direct copy okay I think that's really cool uh jurichi looks just sexy so jurichi is absolutely beautiful another look we've seen recently on drag race but like referenced in a different way really so jurichi is referencing penelope cruz's character from broken embraces who quite famously wears the iconic chanel um chain dress so her character in that is she's kind of like um, a very beautiful woman living in a gilded cage. Um, and yeah, so I think this is really, really gorgeous. Take on the Chanel look. Um, last seen, obviously, on Willow Pill um, in the leopard print runway for the ball that she won, actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I think this is gorgeous, beautiful reference. And I, I just think it, it suits Jurichi to pay tribute to like an iconic beauty like Penelope Cruz. I think this is really lovely. I'm with you. Yeah, thank you for being with me. Um, next up, we have Marina. Now, Marina is the only girl up there who's referencing a male character because she's referencing the Tiger Man from The Skin I Live In. Really not a very nice character. Rather a nasty character, actually. Um, but she's kind of turning it on its head in a way. She's referencing source, you know, stuff within the film as well and kind of like making him a femme character. Another Gautier design. Um, and yeah, I, th I think she's kind of made it her own. She's got like the, the, the cape sleeves and stuff. Cause he's kind of like in this wrestler, he's like come from a festival and he's like in a wrestler tiger outfit. Um, and she's just femmed it up and I think it's lovely. It's like the tiger king in drag. Yes. Well, it kind of is cause she's kind of given him a mullet. There. Yeah. That's and what it, I was thinking. The original like, character mm. was bald and didn't have a mullet. Well, there it is. There it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> Onyx is the last Pokemon we're talking about now. <laughs> last Pokemon. They are like gorgeous Pokemon, aren't they? Um, she is referencing the same character as Hota, but in a different outfit within the film. Oh. Um, so again, Victoria Abril's character in Kika, the the kind of very strange journalist lady. Yep. Um, I think she's a psychologist as well. Um, but this is kind of like a more of a armor. Um, I think she had a camera in her head. Um, so she's not in her head, in her hat. Um, and uh, yeah, a, a, an excellent take on it she looks it suits onyx so i can see why onyx went for this it's kind of like a bit androgynous it's a bit sci-fi she looks a bit cyborg um, do you think anyone came with the same costumes i mean i'm so glad that they all came i and they all they i are, think that know. for a runway like this i think they've got the sense to ask the girls to submit their look beforehand okay because if you notice there's two girls with the same character but two very different costumes mm. all right um but who knows um, who Ariel and Marisa would have come as? Who's, we, we might have had three um, three Zaharas up there. Who's the winner this week? Who is the winner? Well, again, we we think about the strength of the performance first, don't we? We liked Estrella, Sharon, Venedita, and Jurici. And to be honest, I think all four of those girls look gorgeous on the runway. There aren't any weak looks here. Because even if the look's not elevated, there was character yeah. or a reveal or something or a trick. And they're and they kind of playing kind of true moment. to the character, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. In their fashion. Yeah. So really, really strong runway week, I think. Um, 
Who do I want to give the win to? I don't Australia, know. I think. I think Australia would be an amazing week for Australia. Um, great week for her. Would they give Sharon another win? It, Probably. She got a lot of plot line today and she did perform very strong. Mm. Very strong. She performed really strong. Yeah. It's really bad delivery. Um, I think Jurichi for surprise factor yeah. for performing so well and she looks so gorgeous on the runway. I'm with you there. Um, and what about the bottoms? The bottoms, the bottoms. It's so hard for me to... I think we have said that maybe Samantha didn't quite live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. And even though she brought so much character and she did have a reveal, you you were right to say standing there on the runway, she's not serving the same level of glamour as anybody else, actually. If they're, gonna, if they're not doing this in teams, if they're not being judged in teams, I do fear a little for Diamante because then, even mm. though I liked her, it's, the general consensus seemed to sound like she got swallowed up by Sharon, Sharon and Australia, even though I felt like she did quite a go, but yeah, um, I, th- I, in my opinion, the bottoms are maybe Marina, because she fell into the background, Samantha, mm. and they would have to put Oh, gosh. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to speak out of my... You speak out of... Yota. Um, mm, so hard to say. I think we've given some opinions, though. Seth Lars, um Who else? Seth Lars' look I'm, is I'm, very I'm, I'm going down though. for the... I'm doing that for the kill. Um, <laughs> and Onyx, who came as a dog. Okay. I mean, that runway look is spectacular. Though. But Onyx still committed to the character, so she I can't did. say that. I think she did. So I'll, t- I'll take that back. Uh, yeah. Who didn't have control and who relied on a desperate gag to save I, them through? Maybe that a little was bit Seth Lass, Samantha, uh, Venedita was okay. Yeah. I actually think Mary Brown was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want Yota there and Marina. Those are the queens. There we go. Um, so the winner this week is Venedita Von Dash, which I never saw coming, but congratulations. You were more surprised than I was. I I did praise her performance more than you did. I just liked her control and kind of, I do think like that entrance was really funny and stuff and um, in an otherwise chaotic scene. Yeah, um, okay. Having said that, I think Estrella and um, Sharon were like equally viable for the winners yeah yeah i i I would have given it to australia but i'm not mad the judging actually helped us to understand their characters and the layers um more didn't they about them being like from specific regions in spain and specific stereotypes and stuff the bottom three is samantha ballantyne toyota and also diamonds and mary brown now i don't think diamonds should have been down there i really do feel this episode marina was saved well, the be Untucked was honest. interesting, actually, wasn't right. it? Right. There was some there was some tension there between Jurichi and well, Marina was having a bit of a moan, and we've we've seen it coming. Like for some reason, the girls do not like her, and it makes me feel bad for her because nobody wants to be that person. Do you know what? I never got anything from Jurichi talking to Marina. You know, when like, I, I was like, maybe now I'm going to find out why mm. there's such a distance with everyone in Marina. But instead of Marina saying, I told Jurichi saying, this is why we, like specifically, this is what you do. This is why we don't like you. And kind of being a sister. She kind of just went in for the, you're insufferable. You're a bitch. We don't like you. And, I, and she just went in. And I'm like, okay, can you can you tell us why you're going in? And I, I don't think A, it was quite... What? 
It what? wasn't productive, and I didn't learn why they didn't like her, well, and I'm still trying to understand. In, didn't she? Was like, you know, you, this isn't really going anywhere. You're both tired and being a bit bitchy. What I got from it was that I do think that maybe Marina is a person who, um, how do I phrase it? Like, she, it sounds like maybe she struggles with her emotions a bit, or um, perhaps she ha- struggles to manage her emotions a bit and can, can turn to others in a way that they find difficult to manage or draining and also she farts a lot apparently well <laughs> say no more <laughs> say no more um but i hope they sort it out i hope they sort it no out. i wanted to continue but i just <laughs> want to know why they um they feel this way that, that's all i just want to understand what's going on because mm. it seems to be everyone versus marina yeah and i thought that this would have been a good opportunity for us to have learnt what's going on and I think if Marina's coming to them, this is the actually this was the best time for them to tell her. This mm. is the best time, you know, when someone's being unreasonable or someone's being like their mood killer and they come to you, you kind of have a reason, you kind of have a permission to go, do you know what? This is why, this is why we, you know, we don't like you. Or what, these are what, things that you do that make us not want to What I think get close as well to Jirichi took against was, I think she felt that she was portraying exactly. herself a, diff- a certain way in front of the cameras. And I'm sure it was genuine from Marina's point of view. I'm sure she feels that she is kind of like in a state of victimhood at the moment. But Jirichi saw that as somewhat performative, I think, for the cameras. And that's what made her a bit angry. I don't know. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully it continues. I want more. <laughs> now, Samantha and Hyota are in the bottom. Diamante is rightly spared. Yeah. Samantha yeah. is her third time. Her third time in the bottom. I mean, you know, your third time in the bottom, you have to... We'll see it time and time it's again. basically be Coco Montrese. You, yeah. yeah. You have to learn how to fly. You you have to have the vaccine for COVID. <laughs> you have to have invented yet a new. Yeah. You, Breathe you, fire. You, you take care of all the new strains. You have to bring back life. No, you know what? You have to bring back season 14 Snatch Game. You have to save <laughs> season 14 Snatch Game to, in order to survive three leaps. That, that's Absolutely. all you have to do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. So um, this song, when I heard it, was more emotional. And it was, it, it's a moment. Within seconds... Of starting, Hota gave what seems to me like this lovely, heartfelt yeah. performance full of nuance and emotion. It and I was just beautiful. like, you're winning. You're winning this. It and Samantha, beautiful. unfortunately, very, very quickly started relying on gags. She changed her wig. She started making wanking hand gestures. She started licking some invisible person out. Um, I do want to say that out of the three lip syncs I've seen of hers, this was my favorite. There's more control. She took her wig off and then she replaced it. And then she took off her dress and she had another dress on. I do feel like she kind of mixed it up. Um, I think she gave gags, but she also gave moments. At least she's fully dressed at the end of it. Yeah, but I do do feel that Yotta gave it. I think Hotta actually killed it. I think Hotta did a fantastic performance I I... I knew exactly how she was feeling. Yeah. And she kind of got me into that emotion and that's mm-hmm. powerful. The winner for me is Shota and it's really sad because Samantha is such Samantha a good is vibe. Samantha so likeable. She's it's... a good time, great talking head. But unfortunately, after that performance and a third time in the bottom, I think we are saying goodbye to um, Samantha. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Hota stays. We say bye to Samantha. We it's qu- do. It's quite emotional, it's isn't it? Very emotional. I in mean, that we, room. we loved it a bit, and it's clear that the judges and the girls love it a bit yeah. as well. But I, 
she had a career going into this. She'll have a career going out of it. She's she's clearly well beloved. Absolutely, and it was the right decision because Yota did win that lip sync. I, I do think um, so far in this season, judging has been fair. Marina was saved. Marina was saved. Marina was saved. I do think they're kind of they're <laughs> keeping some sort of tension plot line going, maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Next week there seems to be some scandal or drama. Scandal. I don't know what it is, but you know what? They've got me. They've got me. <laughs> We're hooked. We're hooked. We're, um, I think it looks like a musical. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Music- no, it's not a musical. It'll be a su- supreme musical. Well, no, because of the heavy ears. Oh, we're so emotional tonight. Oh gosh, yeah. Girl, gays, emotional. Really? At a ballad? What? <laughs> How, what's happening here? Look, it was a great episode. So make sure to join us for the season for no the re- the reunion this Re- week for season fourteen. We still got two if weeks it's on left. Zoom. I'm not reviewing it. Why would they be on Zoom? They were last year. You said they weren't, but the season 13 reunion was over Zoom. Do you remember the lip sync assassin stuff? And Oh, yes. I won't be reviewing it if it's no, on Zoom. No, no, no. I sent you that link from TikTok. They've got... there. It's a, it's a live... It's a live um, finale. Right. Surely. So maybe there'll be yeah. a live reunion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's just hold on to that. Look, everyone, join us. We'll find us soon enough. So make sure to join us. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.